go to any other shore you know send me what you compose highs and lows whether of sun or of snow Welcome to Love Living Life with Marla Williams on Lift Your Spirits Radio. The song you just heard, Composed, was written and performed by friends of my guest today. So I'm going to let him tell us about them in just a moment. But let me introduce him first. My guest, Jeff Falzone, is a parenting and connection coach. He has an amazing background, and he has taken all of his life experiences and his life learnings and built them into a successful coaching business that actually transforms lives and relationships. He has a master's degree in counseling psychology and has worked with a lot of kids and a lot of parents and individuals. He founded a preschool, he's ran a counseling business, he's worked in foster care programs, and he's a master practitioner in NLP. He also, which is kind of cool, was involved in the Shakespearean Festival when he was in Oregon, and that speaks a lot to his creativity. You're going to learn about the magic that Jeff can create through helping people connect and build stronger relationships with simple techniques. He truly is amazing. Welcome to the show, Jeff. I'm so excited to have you here. Hey, Marla, that was a great introduction. Now I really have to uh, perform here. So thank you. Thanks for getting me going. Yeah. Tell me about that song. Tell me about uh, your friends and compose and why why you selected that song for our show well, today. When you mentioned there could be a song selected, I, I thought of Meisner and Smith. They're my good friends. Uh, I knew Sam Meisner from college at uh, Santa Cruz. Uh-huh. And they are a couple. And she plays the string bass. He plays the acoustic guitar. They write all of their songs. And they are like, to me, they're like a modern Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, cool. Beautiful lyrics. So I chose compose because um, to me, the lyrics in it throughout it keep giving beautiful pictures of embracing uh, the ebb and flow of life, the highs and lows. And most importantly, for kind of what we're going to talk about, how that's kind of the only way, that's where our beauty comes from. That's where when we create or act from places of beauty in ourselves, that's where it comes from is by our willingness to embrace the changes. And that kind of informs a lot of how I work with people and, and, um, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we're going to learn a lot more about that. So we named today's show The Magic of Connecting. I'm really intrigued with that title, and I understand why we're using that as a title. But can you kind of tell us your backstory and Mm -hmm. what led you to what you're doing to the day? Because what you do is magical, and I really want to kind of understand who you are and where you're coming from. Absolutely. Yeah, it's interesting because what got me to this kind, this work, this this method or approach that I, I've developed really required me going through it by myself at first. And so, you know, I got my master's degree, as you mentioned, in counseling psychology, focusing on existential psychology. And I loved the work when I when I started it. You know, I was working with clients. I was young, out of school, and I loved it. But within a year, I felt like something was missing, something I wasn't fully bringing myself to the work. And it was kind of scary because, you know, you, you get your master's degree, you start working in the world and you're supposed to just be flying. So I eventually began to listen. I had some mentors who told me, Hey, listen, pay attention to what's going on here. There's something in you that's wanting to get out. And so I started splitting my time between doing the counseling work 
and working at, as you mentioned, the Shakespeare Festival in Ashland, Oregon. Mm -hmm. And I think something magical, I think there was something about at the Shakespeare Festival, every day you're surrounded by artists who are working together to create from the actors to the writers, to the directors, to the, the grips and the audio people. And I loved it. I loved just when you'd walk outside uh, to take a coffee break, you'd be hearing conversations of, of creators. And I really do think that sort of cross-fertilized my stuck place. Yeah. And from that moment on, I, I really began to think differently about how I work with people best. Yeah. And that led me to realizing that <laughs> when I would get feedback from my clients, you know, they send you an email uh, a year later or six months later, the feedback was always, oh, not always, but it was so often them saying, you know, Jeff, you had me do that kind of strange thing. You asked me to ask my sister this question. And they would always remind me of these moments where I gave them a little task. And I, that got me thinking, okay, there's something in this way that I build little mini missions for people that somehow stick with them and, and generate, they generate from. So that is where, what led me to really start formalizing my work. And um, uh, I call it the MIM method uh, yeah. because it's, uh, I think of it as minimal is maximal. That yeah. when you find the small little thing you can do or the small little change you can make that has the most, the biggest effect on you and your world and being authentic. See, I love that. I completely love that. And that I know without a doubt is where the magic is. Mm -hmm. When you can take this little thing that a person remembers and carries and mm -hmm. it made an extreme difference in their life, that is where the magic is. And that's what people are going to kind of hear about today as yeah. we talk. Yeah. So I love, so minimal is maximal. So you're taking little things that you're having people do mm -hmm. and they can have a pretty big effect. Is it, Yes. Yeah. And, and, and the metaphor that kind of comes to me when I think of if you work with me, it's a little bit like going to camp <laughs> and it's a little bit like going to the gym and working out okay. because I design everything to be playful, fun, interesting, engaging. And I'm asking you to start building these new emotional muscles kind of and these new habits that um, it's kind of like going to the gym. It can be a little strenuous, but the most exciting part of the work for me is when people start, these habits start to just kind of take over and they start telling me like, oh my gosh, I'm noticing now when I'm, when I'm doing this with my child, I'm, I'm, these questions are coming to mind or this way of asking. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's what we're aiming for. Uh, eventually. That's when they get it. And so then they can start to take off on their own and come back if they get stuck again. But that kind mm -hmm. of is the foundation that you're teaching these people. And it's like my own work where I'm teaching people how to kind of get in the being zone. That is what they always go back to. Mm -hmm. like when I do that, everything works better. So what you're doing is teaching them those skills, the, yes. gym, the, the little workout skills or the way to think or the way to ask. Exactly. I love that. Okay. So let, let's talk about, so you talked about on um, your website, you talk about being you, that your work is grounded in a core mindset. Mm. And you also talk about how we're always in connection with mm. people we care about. So I kind of want to understand that, that first let's talk about the grounded in a core mindset. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So before I get to working, so you become my client mm -hmm. before start working on the, what I call the core practices, where I start giving you little tasks to build these new muscles. I spend, 
a good chunk of time, like the first session is first filled with just a lot of questions. I ask you lots and lots of questions, uh, very specific ones. So I get to know kind of the, the unique ways you do things. Then that I get to the core mindset and I call it the always already principle because the, the claim I'm making is that we are always already connected. We're always already in the deepest place of connection with the people we care about. Mm-hmm. And at first that sounds a little weird. Well, yeah, I was going to say, cause a lot of people feel so disconnected from their yeah. kids or disconnected from people. So go on and, and yeah, explain so, that to me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's part of the magic. It's part of the surprise because I think you're right. You said it perfectly. We tend to live our days and we tend to treat our relationships from sort of the narrative of the latest interactions, you know, like for the last three days, your child has been kind of grumpy and going to school in a huff. And that's in your mind as you're walking around the store, as your work, you have that narrative as how you think you're doing with your kid, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's not really true. And so what's the first sessions with me are finding fun and interesting ways. I call them love zaps or uh, love jolts. Uh, Mm -hmm. My friend calls them love stirs because I find little things that remind you of how the love and the creative feelings you feel towards your child or your friend or your acquaintance are always right under the surface. And if you want, I can kind of give you an example. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah. Give me, give me a jolt. (laughs) I want to give you the jolt. Okay. Okay. So I was thinking about this. The real fun when I'm working with clients is, is we design them together and we, they really come out of the person's life and that's where it gets interesting but i do want to give so well when it's from them yeah it's from them and 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 i'm kind of guiding them towards that but i you know i can give you just a a nice example where you're like oh yeah right um so you you've got a let's say a a adolescent child Mm -hmm. Um, you've been feeling kind of like i just said you've been feeling just that disconnected they're a little annoyed at you all the time you're not really having conversations i had this with my daughter when she was Mm -hmm. uh, you know 12 13 14 and um and that's how you're holding the the relationship kind of like frustrated and a little annoyed and sad so then let's say you, you drop your kid off at school you're on your way to work, you get to work and 45 minutes later, you get a call and you see it's from the school. And when they, you say hello and they say, uh, this is the high school and we're calling, um, we're calling from the nurse's office. You know, right in that moment, you feel terrified. Mm-hmm. And then your kid gets on the phone and with a little wavery voice you haven't heard for a while says, hey mom or hey dad, I am not feeling well, could you come get me? Mm-hmm. And from that moment forward, your heart, you know, and it's like you open and you are like, you're remembering so many feelings about them and how you want to care for them and their vulnerability. And you're driving now to, you know, get some soup or whatever and and start the day. And that's what I call a love stir, you could say. It, It reminds you that you've just spent maybe the last three days feeling crummy and thinking of this narrative but right in your heart, all it takes is one sound in your ears and your heart's open. Yeah. So we spend the first session or sessions really developing little practices for you to do that are just small. And they, they remind you that you can connect to any friend, any acquaintance, even strangers. There's, there's an interesting way to do that. 
and you're you're in your heart. It doesn't have to be dramatic, but you feel that stirring and that connection. We start. I think you were talking about your work starts from a grounding place. That's the grounding place yeah. that work starts from. I love that because I can so. I mean, it's been years. My kids are thirty um, plus thirty and thirty-two, yeah. and I remember so clearly that kind of disconnect you start to feel when they start to try to get independent fifth, sixth grade yep. and don't show up with me at school. Don't pretend like you don't know me, yep. you know, that type of thing. Don't hold yep. my hand. Don't kiss me, you know, yep. and, and all those things that you had so wonderfully through grade school. And then all of a sudden you feel so disconnected. And then when they're sick, that's such a good example, or something happens to them that really hurts them. All of a sudden you feel that yeah. connection and again, they turn to you, right? They turn to you. And, and you know, that's, so that's one that, you know, is kind of like a stoic uh, negative visualization. But there's also when your kid uh, wins, suddenly makes a new friend and they, they come home and tell you that, that's a love stir. You feel everything about your love for the child in those small moments. Again, minimal is maximal. It's a small moment, yeah. but it has everything in it. Um, yeah. For me, one of mine, because what, what, what happens is I develop with you a, a few basic love stirs for the core people that you and I are going to be working with. Yeah. And I give you a little morning meditation where you just touch those, tap them and, mm -hmm. and kind of get the ball rolling. For me, one of mine is when my daughter would be homesick, mm -hmm. I noticed that there was this way, like if she was sitting in bed, she would hold her finger. She would like one hand holding the other finger, kind of a self, a self-soothing gesture. Mm. And it broke my, I mean, it was this beautiful breaking open of my heart for her. So if I just evoke that image, um, I'm suddenly feeling, oh gosh, I'm so ready to talk to her, to um, comfort her, to, to be with her. And so that's just a little thing to do, but it's a starting point. It's a starting point. You know, that's so cool because probably almost every parent out there can think of what a child does to self-soothe. My yeah. son used to grab this, this soft ah. spot between the, the thumb and the finger and rub. Mm -hmm. And that was his soothing. And that actually is like a, a um, acupressure point that mm -hmm. is having an impact. But anyway, yeah. So it's really, really interesting because you can visualize how your child self-soothes and yeah. that, that opens your heart. You're good. This is good. Yeah. yeah. And so, and, 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 you know, so that, that opening principle, it's actually, you know, I have, I've broken into five different attitudes to shift mm -hmm. with your connections, but I, that's the basic one, always already connected. And, um, and again, it is like a muscle. A lot of people tell me, and I know this for myself, when they start doing these little simple practices, then randomly in the day, mm -hmm. you find your heart opening in moments that it typically wasn't. And people start having a lot of fun collecting these practices. And they'll tell me, they'll say, oh my gosh, I got a new one. You know, it's when my my kid tells me this story, it just takes me there. I'm like, okay, let's file that away. We can use that for later. And um, yeah. To me, that is just like eye-opening because we tend to run in our head. And if we feel disconnected, we go into all the negative mm -hmm. and we ruminate in our heads that little yep. voice in our head just goes on and on and on and this is a way to clear yourself from that so it's it's beautiful i can see where the magic comes from this that's exactly it's a magic because when you act from your narrative you act in rigid patterns of habit when you act from your heart that's living and alive you'll suddenly find yourself asking questions you wouldn't ask or 
doing things you wouldn't do. And that's that. Then we start to, you know, move into the, the core practices that I, uh, I guide you through. Oh, this is cool. So you also talked about kind of already being always connected with somebody you don't even know. Yeah. So can you kind of give oh, me yeah. a little insight on that before we go to break? Yeah, that one, you know, it's a little bit of a play on words because clearly you're not connected to the person. But what I love to get to with people after they've kind of realized they can connect to their best friends, they connect to their boss, like the ways that they can connect in the way I just described, then it does become um, noticing that you have, it's almost like a fingerprint. We all have our own fingerprint. You have your very own unique desire to connect with whoever is in front of you. And that is something that then I will do a process with you where we kind of find that that place in you that isn't dependent on your child holding his finger or isn't about, you know, uh, the thing that really connects you to your, your coworker. And we I create a little meditation out of that. And that is very individual. So um, yeah, Marla, I think we'll, I, I, I'll have to work with you to find yours. But yeah. what it does is it means that when you do the little um, evocation, Mm-hmm. Um, let's say you're walking down the street, it just opens your heart to remember the person passing you is somebody who has something very interesting. They have mysteries that they could share with you that would be fascinating. And you just walk past them and realize, oh my gosh, that's that's interesting. There's been so many times where I've passed people or seen people or just feel that connection. You can immediately yeah. feel it. And I can also feel when I don't want to be connected, right? Yep. yep. Anyway, this is probably a good time to hit break. So you're listening to Love Living Life with Marla Williams on Lift Your Spirits Radio. Stay tuned, and we will be right back with more magic. Go to any other shore you know. Send me what you compose. Highs and lows, whether of sun or of snow, whether it wilts soon or whether it blooms like a rose. Are your medical expenses increasing, but your health is not improving? True Health offers unique services where Kasara empowers clients with intuition, education, and proven resources. Better choices can be made when information is available. Now's the time to visit truehealth.com. That's T-R-U health.com. And schedule your appointment to achieve your health goals. Your body will thank you. Are you feeling stressed, anxious, overwhelmed, or exhausted? In our world today, our mental fitness is more important than ever. Imagine if, by engaging in two-minute exercises just three times a day, you could calm your mind and increase your energy. If you're a nurse, teacher, parent, or struggling with ADHD, I invite you to explore how an eight-week mental fitness program can benefit you in finding inner peace and joy. Visit tracecoaching.com to learn more. Lift your spirits with me, Dina Marie, on Whidbey Island. I'll be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul. Retreats include a healing session for your body, your mind, and your spirit. You'll receive a Reiki session plus a chakra reading, experience a labyrinth in the woods, take a walk on the beach, and enjoy downtown Langley with me. Retreats are customized for you or a group of friends. You can visit dina-marie.com to connect with me today. Island time is waiting for you. Lift your spirits. 
at Bayview Healing Suites on beautiful Whidbey Island. Bayview Healing Suites offers treatments in beauty, health, and wellness, and is located at Bayview Corner, open seven days a week. Sonia Sushagani offers acupuncture and traditional Eastern herbal medicine that restores balance within your body, mind, and spirit. You can reach out to her to book your wellness and self-care session at goldenearthhealingarts.com. Take some time for yourself to relax at Bayview Healing Suites in Bayview Corner. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. Whether it wilts soon or whether it blooms like a rose. So in the lining of her coat. Thank you for listening. I'm Marla Williams, and you are listening to Love Living Life on Lift Your Spirits Radio. And I'm talking to Jeff Falzone today, and it's just been a fascinating conversation, and I'm excited to move into the next sequence here. Um, you have talked about something that you call you know, we can already have that connection, always being connected, always feeling that connection. But you also talk about something called your four core practices. Can we talk about that? Yeah, definitely. And uh, to, to kind of put a cap on the first part, uh, yeah. you know, the goal will not be that somebody is always in a state of blissful connection. The goal is that they'll realize they can tap that place and open their heart and even a small way. And once they get that, just like you said, then we move into what I call, you know, the, the, the four core practices. Um, and those I'll, I'll say the names of them and then we can go into them, but therefore, okay. and it's, it's playing, warming, giving, and asking. Mm. And as I started really looking closely at my work with clients and where I was really designing these mini missions and tasks that seemed to help them make shifts in their lives, I made these categories because I saw there were the, kind of these four main distinctions in how what happens in healthy uh, interactions. So yeah. what happens is once we've uh, done the first part of the work with always already connected, then the, the first, if you do my six, if you're working with me for my six week program, we'll shift into what is called playing. And the idea with playing is it's interactions guided by curiosity. So the first thing is to find those places where we're most curious, right? Like what makes Marla, when does Marla feel like that curiosity bubbling up in her about people or even about subject matters. And I start with helping the person find the, that place in themselves. And then from there. So it's I, more within themselves and not their child at this point is kind of finding what gets your curiosity going. Yes. Okay, good. Okay. It's, both. It, it's your okay. natural curiosity. And then it is, I, I definitely will ask you some questions like, what are you most curious about your child? Some people already have things. Some people don't, you know, I mean, not, not that they don't, but they'll be like, hmm. And it only takes a few minutes for me to show them that they actually have a lot of curiosity. Like I'll ask them, um, do you know what is the most annoying thing about their fourth grade teacher to them? Um, and most people are like, oh no, I've never even thought about that. Uh, I'm like, wow, that's something to discover. So we've already started the playing mindset. And 
the first week is really about, I give little morning meditations. It doesn't take long, about five minutes. And you start priming the pump inside you for your curiosity for various people in your life. And because I'm me and I'm into these little tasks, for that week, I'll give you anywhere from five to nine, 10 little things to do that week. And that are play that are related to playing. Um, I love to play. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about enjoying life and playing. So this is so cool. Yeah. Okay. And um, I don't know, I can give you an example because I, I, I wanted to think of an example that sort of touches on the different, it, you know, from the lowest level of play to sort of how I can get pretty deep and pretty intimate. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah I'd love to see that. Yeah. Okay, so I was working with a mom of, a, I think he was a 12 or 13 year old boy. Um, and he, her, he was starting to just really start listening to um, hip hop by Jay-Z. And she would come and that would be the first thing she'd say to me, you know, when, when we'd start a session, she'd be like, oh my gosh. And she'd kind of be venting about what she's hearing. And I had noticed a pattern that she was sacrificing her connection with her son for her desire to, to make kind of control his music. And I totally get that as a parent, totally get it. Mm -hmm. But I needed to show her that there's another way, right? There's, a, there's another way in. That's big. Cause I had that issue when my kids were that age and started listening to really what I consider yeah. inappropriate language in some of this Absolutely. And she was, mm -hmm. she was concerned about some of the misogyny and I totally validated that. And I showed her like, if you want your kid to connect to you, we need mm -hmm. to do something here. So I used a kind of a playing strategy mm -hmm. and here's what I remember about the details. What I gave her, this was her task. Um, I gave her two Jay-Z songs, the lyrics, I sent her those. And I said, I, I want you to spend 20 minutes tonight, read those lyrics carefully and I want you to take as much time as you need to find three qualities in him, mm. in, in the writer, that you really can respect, that you can get behind. And then finally, pick one line from one song that you like. Mm -hmm. okay. So that was part one of the task. She emailed me that night, frustrated, but then emailed me again later saying, ah, I did it. <laughs> and so <laughs> the next part was I took the line that she liked. And we had a coaching session where we developed a fun little way that she would slide that line into conversation over dinner with her son in kind of a funny, you know, wink, wink sort of way, but, but it would fit with the conversation. Um, it was a line about how it was something like the um, difficult takes a day, the impossible takes a week. Like you can, you, you can do anything if you give, put your will behind it. So um, I had her slide that in, in a conversation. And then I told her, no matter what your son does, I want you to then say uh, why you respect, what you respect about the line. Then I want you to say the concern you have about some of the talk about women. And then I want you to end with one of the other things you found you really respect about you know, this, this man, the singer. So that was her task. And I will never forget the next session. <laughs> she described what her son's face looked like as she just nonchalantly said this line from the hip hop song. 
Uh, you know, he didn't say anything, mouth dropped open a little bit, and he did not interact that much with her as she said her things. But she said that night when she went upstairs, his door was cracked open, which he never does. And he was playing that song with that line in it for her to hear. And I think she felt, he felt proud that she had seen value in what he was listening to. And anyway, that was the beginning of her recognizing there are ways to connect with him that don't require just the, the push and pull. Yeah. That's that's an example of playing. Yeah. I have a good example of my memory with my kids that I just did naturally, which is similar to this is there was a song I can't, I, I don't know who the, the artist is, but it's something about Big Papa. And yep. every time that line came in, I'd put my oh, hands in That would in be the a air. notorious B.I.G. <laughs> okay, thank I you, I happen Benny. to know that so one very that, well. <laughs> so how does that line go, Benny? How does that line go? They love it when you call me Big Papa. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, there so you I go. I put my hands in the air because the next line something like that. Put your hands in the air. Yep. And I do it every time. My kids still today go, Mom, let's do Big, Big <laughs> Papa it. or whatever. Yes. So anyway, yeah. Sweet. Anyway, that's so funny because I had no idea who it was. Thanks, Benny. Yeah, You're no so problem. Amazing. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that was good. The musical anyway, savant. Yeah. And so that made a connection with my kids because I would connect with that song, and even though I did not like most of the others. So, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And it can just create a little space where there's respect and conversation. And uh, I called the son. He's now 27 or something. Mm-hmm. I called him recently because uh, I knew him too. And he said he still remembers and will never forget the day she dropped that line in the middle of dinner. Wow. And it really was a turning point for him in terms of finding that his mom and he could find space to have disagreements, but respect each other. Wow. I just got goosebumps from head to toe. That's pretty amazing. Story. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the kind of impact you have. So parents out there, if you're struggling with connecting with your child, Jeff is an amazing resource. And we're going to give his website and everything at the end, but it is jefffalzonecoaching.com yeah. yeah. just to throw that in there. But man, wow. Just think of the progress you can make. Okay. So okay. I know there's more. So we get playing. So that's okay. so exciting just to hear that one. And the next one okay. is... I'll speed them up a little. So the next okay. one is warming. So okay. after... If you're again, if you're doing my six week program, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll move a week of really working on playing and then we'll go to warming. Warming, I just define as interactions guided by you know, compassion. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it seems kind of clear. It's when we're affirming and validating the experience of the person we're with. Now, because I have to do things a little bit differently. Um, it's not just in conversation, the ways we sort of naturally, somebody tells you a crummy day and you go, oh my gosh, I can, I totally get that. That's hard. That's great. People need that. But I want to build a muscle in you to where you are initiating warming moments Mm -hmm. creatively with the people you care about. Mm -hmm. So again, that week, I will give you some little five minute things to do in the morning or later in the day during your lunch break that sort of prime the pump and build the muscle where you collect examples of the people around you and how you might engage with them in a warming way. And it's a lot of fun because people start to, when they start doing this, they start contacting me, texting me and saying, oh my gosh, I was just driving here and I realized that my coworker has been going through this and I could so easily do this. And I'm like, exactly. It just becomes a way you bring yourself more naturally into your life, you know? So my warming example was, um, I'll, I'll, I'll make this one quick. It was simply, I had a client and they were, um, I was asking them to sort of, we, I call it the warming net. We do this exercise where you do start just gathering possible things. And 
this person realized suddenly that a coworker had been shut down in the morning meeting, you know, when they all get together with the boss and it's the morning get together and realized this person had been kind of shut down and interrupted. And we designed a little task, which was just send an email, embed in the middle of it that you noticed that happened. It had to be kind of frustrating and that's it. Just leave it at that. So she did that and ended up having lunch, talking about the experience and they didn't become best friends, but it was a connection at work that still matters to this person. And for me, I have to state this. I love when a little task has a nice outcome, but my goal, I'm fine when people come back and go, you know, I did it. They kind of looked at me and said, thanks. And that was it. Because what I'm tracking as your coach is your tendency to do these things more often and in your own unique way. And that's what I then start kind of trying to fan that fire because you're going to have times things just land kind of as a thud, but the more it becomes a natural and fun way for you to be yourself, just the more rich and deep your connections with the people around you become. So that's warming. And you know what? Just, I, I keep getting goosebumps talking to you and I have never had this many goosebumps on a radio show before. So this is really cool. This is just great energy, but I don't care how old your kids are, even if they're in their thirties or forties, if you're struggling with relationships, hire Jeff, because I, I want to, I'm ready to work with you, Jeff, because this it. is just amazing to me. Okay. Uh, warming. And then what's next? Okay. So the next one is giving the next week of work. If we're doing it that way is giving sounds pretty obvious. We, you know, a friend asks you for book recommendations. You give them a book recommendation. Somebody's tire goes out. You give, okay, that's good. That's wonderful. But of course my twist on it is that I consider giving in my program is any interaction guided by creative perception. And this one action Guided, guided by creative connection. Okay. No, no. Creative perception. Oh, okay. Okay. Because okay. what I want to help us develop is not just your friend needs to help with a tire, but mm-hmm. a creative, when you look into their lives, when you look at kind of their situation, you find a unique place in their life that a unique place in your life can connect and give them something. Mm. So, um, Here's an example. Um, uh, This was a mom. It was a, it was a 14 year old daughter and the daughter was really going through the distancing individuating process, which totally natural, not Mm -hmm. the worst, but it can feel crummy and you want connection. Mm -hmm. So, and we were in the giving week where I'm working on giving and this person was doing pretty good with the lower level stuff. And so I, I, I gave this challenge when I work with parents, I, I make you collect your life stories in a file and just keep filling them in the stuff you tell your college friends about the stuff you did when you were a little kid. We fill that up because I deeply believe that our kids are desperate for more of our stories, even the ones we haven't quite been wanting to talk about. So with this client, I had her make three categories, the stories she can't imagine ever telling her daughter, the stories she kind of wants to, but feels a little bit, you know, and then the stories that she tells too much because we all have those. So to make it quick, I had her pick one of the stories that's in the middle where it's like, I I could tell this, but I feel a little, and it was about stealing a doll when she was a little kid at a store. And I gave her the task that when she was, I think with driving her kid to school, I gave her a very specific way of telling that story and ending it without 
giving the resolution, you know, without what happened once she was caught, because the grandpa, the, the, the father was an interesting character. So the daughter who hasn't been talking to her much that day at lunch, texted her mom for the, fir- from the, for the first time from school saying, what did grandpa do? When he- <laughs> and what was fun for me was that she told me that before she got that text, she felt so much lighter. Like mm-hmm. she dropped her kid off and she just said she felt so much lighter and, you know, more. And that's what I wanted to see was that that is the sign that, you know, you gave your daughter something in that story, yeah. even if she hadn't texted you. Okay. We're going to have to go to break yeah. and we're going to get back to the fourth core practice in just a minute. Thank you for listening to Love Living Life with Marla Williams on Lift Your Spirits Radio. Don't go away because we're going to be back with more of Jeff's magic. Are you in need of some self-rejuvenation? Give yourself the gift of relaxation and better health. The Energy Genesis is a safe, 360-degree healing chamber that uses a pleasant combination of light and sound frequencies to create a resonance of peace and tranquility. Within minutes, your body eases into a deep state of rest and begins to gently heal and reconnect. To learn more about Energy Genesis Therapy and all of its benefits, visit their website at tanyaswan.com. Parenting can be a paradox. The longer you're a parent, the better you get but connecting with your child can get harder and harder. My name is Jeff Falzone. As a father, I've personally experienced this challenge myself. After working as a therapist for 20 years, I've developed an exciting approach to parenting that will transform how you connect with your child. I'd love to talk to you about it. Read about my approach and contact me for a free consultation at jefffalzonecoaching.com. Do you feel stressed, exhausted, or burned out? Would you like to identify your unique warning signs and know what to do? Are you ready to learn how to calm your system and increase your energy so you are healthier, happier, and more productive? Learn from an expert. I transform my life from burnout to bliss, and you can too. Go to MarlaWilliams.net, click on Learn, and sign up for my Burnout Prevention Formula course and move from burnout to bliss in just six weeks or less. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 a.m. KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries. You can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Conversation you won't find on the rest of the dial. Alternative Talk 1150. Go to any other shore you know. Welcome back to Love Living Life with Marla Williams on Lift Your Spirits Radio. I'm talking to Jeff Falzone of Jeff Falzone Coaching, and this is just a fascinating, exciting conversation for anybody who needs to strengthen relationships in their life in any way, whether you're a parent, a friend, a coworker, you know, whether you're an individual just wanting help, anybody can get this help. So we had talked about three of the four mm-hmm. um, core 
what do you call them? Core practices. Yeah. So the fourth one is asking. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I was going to slow down so I didn't get to this. So you'd have to invite me back, but I will tell you about asking. (laughs) Good. Um, So asking, okay. So you've just done a week of giving where you're practicing building this ability to creatively perceive more into your friends and people's lives, how you can bring yourself to them. Okay. Asking is obviously kind of the reverse. This is where I'm asking. It's an, it's any any interaction guided by uh, courage and vulnerability. I call it because this is where I'm going to ask you to really look at different parts of your life, parts of yourself, and where you have asks, where where there's parts of you that that want something, that need help, who need a story, need a a book, whatever. But that's the first part of the process. Is just you getting a number of things and noticing that then because of course I have to put a twist on everything mm-hmm. it's not just as simple I mean it can be as simple as realizing oh my gosh I have this need and I can ask so and so that's great that's a connection and it's wonderful but then I like you to, I would ask you like Marla if you were working with me I'd say pick three of your friends and I want you to spend 10 minutes and all you need to do is write down for each of them four things they're fascinated by or really interested in. So you would have your friends and for each one, you'd have four fields they study or hobbies they have. And then this is where it can get fun. I would ask you to find one of those needs that you found in yourself, one of those places where you could use help, use something. And then I'd ask you to think of the four things your friend Sarah loves. How could she, from, from that part of herself, what does she have to offer you that you could ask honestly and authentically for? And it's a little bit of a process, but when you make a match like that, it's beautiful because then you're bringing a vulnerable part of yourself to a part of your friend or your coworker, whoever that is where they're most alive. And it's such a, it's, it can be a magical connection. And I'll, I'll I'll give a brief example of that um, to finish up on the, the four core practices. This was a, this was a dad third or fourth grade son and the dad had made his list of inner need you know different things he was struggling with and then he had a file for his son because I asked him to like list his son's like five hobbies or things that the son loves and then I asked the dad to connect one of his needs to one of his son's um, hobbies and he was really struggling because the need he chose before because I, I made him choose the need before was he had been given a task of organizing all these files of people at the big company he worked for. And it was kind of complex and it was uncertain exactly how to do it. But then he realized his son was, uh, I think it was baseball cards or magic cards. He was a collector of these, you know, hundreds and hundreds of cards. And the, the son had so many systems of organizing them. So I built a task where Again, I love the drive to school because so much magic can happen on the drive to school. I had him describe the dad, describe the situation to your son of work, you know, where you're struggling with this task of organization. And then ask the son, say, you know, hey, you're so good at organizing your magic cards or whatever. Um, Would you have any idea of how I might approach this? And again, I like things to be cut off. So like that was the final, that was the kid had to go to school, kid was thinking about it. When the kid came home, he had written in his notebook, like four different ideas of how he organizes his cards and how that might relate to his dad's situation. And 
that just created this wonderful conversation. Now, one of the things that for parents, this is definitely true for parents. This guy complimented his kid all the time, but really felt this kid had a confidence issue going on. Compliments only go so far, but for him to ask his son to help him with something in his life as a grown up, the kid was just, you could tell he felt so proud of um, my dad needs me to help him with something. And I have this skill. So anyway, asking has that sort of magical quality when you really connect something intricate in you with something intricate in the person, the other person. And that's asking. You're a game changer. Uh, There's zero doubt in my mind that these families that find you and work with you and have the opportunity to embrace this stuff you're, you're changing lives. And that's what was missing in your counseling business. Exactly. It's this ability to, to make these connections. And that's why the, it's titled the magic of connecting today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So next you've talked about three levels of intimacy that you yeah. work with. And so let's talk about that really briefly. And then I want to get into a little bit more before we have to yeah. go today, because I could talk to you for weeks. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The, the three levels is just so people listening know that when you're working with me for any of these levels, playing, warm and giving, asking, I work on three levels. There's the lowest level where it's just, you know, this is the kind of thing you can do with the barista at the coffee place. There's a medium level, which is a little bit more intimate, a little bit more closer. It's a little bit more of a risk of a connection. And then there are, you know, the most intimate, the most close. And those are ones that, you know, I I craft very carefully and we work together to um, practice those tasks. But those are, you know, when you're really taking an emotional connection seriously. So all this magic, you can do it with the barista, you can do it with the shop owner, you can do it with the person checking you out in the grocery line. And then you can also do it with maybe coworkers, which might be more close, but then your family and closest mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. So there's different levels that you'd work with on this and help them think that way. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Yeah. This is and, like breakthrough stuff. Yeah. And, and to say, you made me realize uh, something some people find curious about when they work with me. Mm-hmm. I have you, like if you were to hire me, I would first have you choose three people mm-hmm. that are going to be the subjects of our work together. Nice. And the reason I, I used to just have you pick one, like your child, if you were that, or I'd have you pick your spouse or whatever. But then I realized, no, 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 no. These muscles have to get built in different contexts. And family is always going to be, it needs to be a struggle that's different than the struggles we have with friends and coworkers. So I felt locked in when I just worked with one portion. So I I make you pick three different contexts and we work in that. And then it generalizes and is generative because you'll, you'll, you might be having some struggles in the family, but you'll notice you're making magical connections in another place. And that gives you the energy and the wherewithal to then bring your confidence into the work with the family. Oh, I love it. Okay. Can we create a task for me? (laughs) Okay. Uh, We're going to do a task. Okay. Who would you, who would you pick? I want to pick, I I have one son that just actually moved to Thailand. He's a digital nomad and he's doing Thailand and Bali for, I don't know how many years. So he's now kind of out of sight and Mm -hmm. on the other side of the earth. And so I'm kind of struggling with, you know, I know, you know, that he's safe and the reasons. Uh, yeah. How are you um, keeping in touch and, and, um, and, and how frequently? Well, and that's an important thing we have. He introduced me and I got an app called WhatsApp. <laughs> oh yeah. Because we can talk through WhatsApp without the high phone bills or that type mm-hmm. of thing. Texting. I mean, yeah, it's like texting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
but he actually called me on WhatsApp the other day and said, I don't know how that works. Hopefully it doesn't come yeah. back on my phone. Call, but anyway, <laughs> no, it won't be. That's be. Yeah. Okay. And and so you're 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 in this new situation with your son. He's on the other side of the world yeah. and you're feeling what what's 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 the feeling behind your desire? It's kind of like you feel like you've, you know, when you raise a child and you're part of their life and you're talking to them a lot and having different interactions, and then all of a sudden it's almost like that's severed and they're mm-hmm. they're kind of gone now. There's still this cord, there's still mm-hmm. this connection you have, but I just mm-hmm. feel like it's much further away now. Okay. Okay. Much more separate. Yeah. Okay. This, you know, this is me um, on the spot, but I'm going to give you, I'm going to create three little, three things to do. Okay. And I'm going to try to have them cover the three levels maybe. Okay. Um, So for the first, this is like, it's almost like I'm a a psychic now. This, I'm just intuiting. um, Okay. This is what I want you to do for the first thing. Okay. Tomorrow or the next time you have, you know, you can give yourself 10 minutes. I want you to get quiet and I want you to do your own personal uh, love stir or love jolt with your son. Just any memory or something that makes your heart go, ah, you know, surround him. And then when you're dwelling in that state, can you remember like a teacher your son had at any age that your son loved? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Anderson, third, fourth grade. Love perfect. this guy. And he's a friend still. So yeah. Oh, perfect. I want you to then from that state of always already connected with your son, I want you to just, just evoke Mr. Anderson and your son's connection to Mr. Anderson mm-hmm. and let any question from a curious place in you form any question to your son. Like, I don't even want to, I don't even want to say anything because I don't want to suggest to your mind what might come, but, mm-hmm. and just write them down. Okay. And I want you to bring that into your, in some way, I want you to bring that into your next WhatsApp conversation. It can just be, you know, I was thinking of Mr. Anderson, what was it about him or blah, blah, blah. Okay. Okay. So that's the first level task. Second level task. Okay. This is another meditation. Do this the next morning. And I just want you to reflect on your life and think of something you used to be certain about that you're no longer certain about. Mm. And do a little love stir on your son so that in the context of feeling your connection to your son, I also want you to be thinking about this change in you from a place of certainty to a place of not so certain. And I want you to write for three minutes, just write free write. And I want you to use that material to form another question for your son. It can be related or not, but it's coming from that. Okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. And for the third, because it's a third one, I'm going to, this won't be a necessarily direct interaction with your son, but what I want you to do is um, I want you to do another morning meditation, do your love stir, get connected. And then when you're thinking of your son, I want you to just open your heart to the question, what do I most want to know about him right now? But I'm, I'm a little hesitant to, to, to ever ask. Okay. And just write down a couple things. And then on Monday or the next time you and I can talk, I would like to process that and build something out of that. Nice. Those are your three tasks. Okay. Awesome. I'm excited. I can't wait to get started. Can we yeah. go now so I can go do this? Yeah. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> no, 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 no. We still have time. Right, okay. Fine. I'll get this afterwards. That's cool. I got them written down. So thank okay. you. Yeah. Okay. So that's really cool. So can we talk, you know, we're getting close to the end here. Yeah. Can, can you give me another quick, I mean, you've told me some success stories. 
Um, but is there, oh, no, you know what? Let's yeah. focus on working with you. Okay. Okay. One thing I know you're writing a book or some type yes. of, okay. Yeah. And so that's okay. going to be available at some point. Yeah. And I, can I give a little challenge to the listeners right now related to that? Yeah. It's going to be a book. It, it is going to be a book applying this method, the MIM method for parents. So it's primarily for parents. Okay. And um, what I'm going to say is this, it, any listeners at the end of this, Marla says there will be the, the full song from my friends, Meisner and Smith will play. Yeah. If, if you contact me, with listen to the song if you contact me with any way you see that song connecting to what we've talked about today i'll send you a little pdf of the first chapter of this book which is a chapter on the five basic shifts in attitude towards parenting that i think make a big difference so that's a that's a little thing for your listeners to do okay and that is what the book book is going to be about the five fundamental attitude shifts and then start to touch into how you can apply the core practices to your, to your parenting. And can I qualify for that too? Absolutely. Okay, perfect. You'll, you'll be the first one. Okay. So what are the three basic ways that people can work with you? And then we're going to talk about how they get, get to you. Absolutely. Okay. So the first way is a six week program. You can work with me individually and we'll go six weeks where we go very systematically through each of the core practices. I'm your coach. Uh, I'm available throughout the week in various ways so that we can really be working together. And that is kind of like going to camp because yeah. we're, we're doing this journey for six weeks together. Okay. You can also do that with a group of two other people. So if you have friends and you want to work together, we'll do it that way too. Okay. That's the first way. The second way you can work with me is if you, if you kind of want to get a summation of the work, you want to get that six weeks, but you don't have six weeks on you and you really want to start. I'll do a two hour session with you breakthrough session or something where I take you very carefully through the process. And I give you, you'll end that with a, with a really formal document for me of how I custom make tasks for you to start okay. practicing. That's two okay. hours. And then the last way. That's just a coach. If you want to hire me as a coach, I will work with the goals you're working on in your life and I'll apply this method to whatever your goals are. Okay. This is awesome. I recommend just after working through this today that people look at that six week thing, but if you're a person that's always under stress and don't have time, I, that (laughs) two hour breakthrough would be great or just hire you as a coach and as needed. So I love what you're doing. I'm excited for you. People can find you at Jeff foulzone.coaching.com and that's, that's right. j-e-f-f jeff yeah foulzone that's f like frank like f frank, like frank f and frank yeah yeah a-l z like zebra o-n-e yeah jeff zone Falzone. i love that zone is in your name and the that's jeff right. zone yeah so jeff foulzonecoaching.com and it'll be at the uh when we post on the um radio station that address that email address will be there right and also the music address will be there so you can go listen to the song or it'll be at the end of the show and you can uh, reach out to jeff and so what's the email that people can email you at at that they can email me at uh, hello at jeffthousandcoaching.com okay perfect so because i think people might want to do that challenge and get that first part of your chapter i love it and you can set up a free consultation 
as well. Well, that's right. There yeah. is a free 30 minute consultation to see if Jeff's a good match to you. But yeah. my gut is this guy is amazing. He's going to change lives. If you want you and your life changed, reach out to Jeff at jeffalzonecoaching.com. Thank you, Jeff, for being here today. It's been a true gift. Gotta go. Um, thank and you for listening to Love Living Life with Marla Williams on Living thank you so much. Radio. You're welcome. Lining of her coat, verses, sonnets, and prose, and she knows it's all just ribbons and bows. Some rhymes are harder, and sometimes it shows, I suppose. Rain. In the middle of the day, blue skies fading to gray, whisked away. She sets off with words to explain all of the places her heart's been since dawn yesterday. the street she's on, aimless, wandering and strong, life moves on, one moment here and we're gone, come round to find out that it's been a song all along. Sometimes it shows, I suppose.